you and I, we like to talk and we like to think. And we jabba like, jabba jabba. We like to- <laughs> Does anyone think this is clever? <laughs> Have you ever thought about? <laughs> ever think about thinking? Like, <laughs> so we've done a lot of that. Hey, thanks for tuning in for the Reminders podcast. So this episode is somewhat of a sequel, if you will, to the previous episode with Lucas and Steven. If you haven't seen that episode, highly recommend it. Honestly, it's probably my favorite episode of the podcast series so far. This is a good one, too. Um, Lucas spent the night that evening, and we hung out like pretty much the rest of the night and the rest of the day, the next day, and we recorded this at some point that following day. So it's got a little bit of a... Uh, afterglow reflections on the previous 24 hours type of type of vibe to the conversation um what do we get into honestly i have no idea you're gonna have to listen i'm gonna have to listen to uh remember i don't remember but it was a good one um yeah and just a quick reminder if you are enjoying this podcast a like on on youtube really does help a lot with the algorithm literally just shows that people are interested and it'll funnel it to more like-minded people so if you're into these types of conversations um a like and a comment and literally hit me up and let's chat about maybe getting you on the podcast and continuing the conversation in other arenas as well um yeah i think that about does it so we got lucas back on the podcast let's dive on in we've talked about many many different things Yes, we have. It's been quite a weekend. Or by weekend, I mean <laughs> just 24 one, hours. Yeah, one day. <laughs> it got the points of late last night where I was either asking myself, wait, what are we talking about? Or like, where is this going? I'm sure you were. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where is this going? Or like, how is this connected? Or where is the connection? And I had to kind of like mm. think of these different topics as separate things because I was asking myself, what do I want to talk about now? And I had no idea. I was like, what have we talked about though? <laughs> mm. A lot. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, it's been just a continual stream of consciousness. I mean, we hit on so mm-hmm. many things and this, the talk mm-hmm. with Steven, mm. that went really out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then we were sort of processing and I was thinking like, did it go too out there? Mm. But you were helping me like, just notice and like, mm-hmm. pull at the thread of like, where are those impressions or thoughts coming from? Like, mm-hmm. whose voice is that? You know, and we sort of like identified, like, yeah, just that that level of ego mm-hmm. that's just like you're too much. Yeah, people aren't gonna accept you for who you are. That type mm-hmm. of stuff. You know, and it's like just for each be what per- you be. For each person you ask, whose voice is that? You know, mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna maybe say represent it's represented by like an authority figure or something that like yeah. is in their life means something to them and they've kind of internalized it or to the point where they're having this kind of voice talking to them it doesn't sound like even like their own voice it sounds like i think it's just king culture mm-hmm. king yeah. king culture yeah what's that i don't know it's just like a phrase that came to mind mm-hmm. yeah it's like we talked about like nature versus nurture it's almost like mother earth versus king culture you know mm-hmm. just this like the thought programmings of culture you know we all have oh. like our own sort of experience mm-hmm. and filter of that gotcha you know the like pres- predominating narrative mm-hmm. you know what I mean? so it's a more yeah. disembodied like more universal way of saying like what you're saying just like mm-hmm. 
the specific vessels that we get culture education through is our parents, our guardians, the school system, our peers, you yeah. know what I mean? Our experiences, right? That too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. The traumas and just what has happened that's mm-hmm. building our expectation of what we expect reality to be at a certain point, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like if I've been rejected in a certain way, like on a subconscious level, I may expect that that's what I deserve or that's what I'm going to get is rejection because that is what the past has shown me. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think that's part of the function of ego is that it's, and we were sort of defining ego last night and stuff too, but mm-hmm. um, in terms of what you were saying, the, how did you put it? What was the opposite of self? You said self was like your body and your soul and yeah, ego was your mind. I understood self as an umbrella term for really everything that we are. Gotcha. And then ego was that psyche. The psyche and the mind yeah. and everything like that. But so yeah. what I was going to say is the mm-hmm. function of that is mm-hmm. to or- sort of orient us into like keeping us safe. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's like on a subconscious level, we're like, oh, okay, these things have happened. So in order to keep myself safe, I need to like avoid certain moments that past traumas may resurface. Uh, Protection, the protection Mm -hmm. mechanism. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that because I think that is a different part of the brain that kind of works in conjunction. What would be okay? Just the ego. But that's, yeah, or because that's a part of how the ego does identify itself, or, or if by definition, an ego is something larger, it could com- be all those components together into one experience. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like, it's molding a certain mm-hmm. yeah. way of, it, it's, it's molding a survivor. You know, mm-hmm. if you survive trauma, your personality sort of molds to, in some way, trying to learn from it, mm-hmm. but on a more um, basic level, like on a more primal level, not on a conscious level, and more like a instinctual level. Mm-hmm. So we sort of just try to avoid going into contexts that are similar mm-hmm. to... It's how we grow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I think there's a level of conscious growth that we can add to that. Mm-hmm. Because that's like sort of baseline instinctual, and a lot yeah. of times it keeps us in loops. Yeah, because we're mistaking like, you know, the classic example is like you know, uh, when we get triggered, we're mistaking like the fear of being eaten by a tiger with mm-hmm. someone hurting our feelings or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. or like reaching a moment of sadness or whatever you know, mm-hmm. the fight or flight type of moments that we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. These are teachers for us. Yeah. Yeah. Opportunities for sure. I think, yeah, that change you're describing to me, one word I'd really gravitate to is like learning and somehow adapting. Learning is just another word for it, maybe. But I don't know. I like when I'd like teach with kids, like I just having that learning mindset, it's already kind of helpful for them to step back and, you know, um, help with their ego and their keeping their flare-ups in check or anything like that or any kind of dissonance that they're experiencing you know like a learning kind of mindset at least allows you to look at it and change it um 
growth mindset for sure Mm -hmm. but you know even that like that's another definition we should probably define how we associate with that word because to me like learning Mm -hmm. i think of like school and like Mm -hmm. even you know what i've been getting at with like the quick reminders series that i'm doing where Mm -hmm. i'm like trying to dig deeper on these like little bits of information that i'm getting from tiktok or whatever yeah like how can we bring that into like learning it in the body you Mm -hmm. know that that living wisdom Mm -hmm. um because we can learn a bunch of stuff, right? Mm. A bunch of facts and ideas and information. We can learn it mentally, like the knowledge. Mm-hmm. But I feel like truly learning is like integrating that and implementing it into our lives. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, cool. Applied, applied knowledge. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, they can just sort of come in and out, you know? Oh, I learned something the other day. Oh, yeah, what'd you learn? I have no idea. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't even repeat it. <laughs> what is the benefit? You're right. Yeah. If that doesn't hold a kind of in this nature anything good for people in our experiences we're going to shed away with its uselessness so right. that is interesting if we aren't immediately putting it into practice and mm. there's such an overload mm. overabundance of information that i feel like it's mm. even harder for things to stick for us mm. and also just like with technology with calculators as an example like we don't there's mm. not a necessity to memorize how to do these mathematical processes or yeah or we're not dependent on facts exactly we're not dependent at all about that and i think education has got that kind of confused on that you know but but i also see that for true kind of learning if i understand correctly are you describing like when a lot happens on tiktok and like we learn a lot of different stuff just that we have that much yes that we have that much Mm -hmm. access to basically an infinite amount of information yeah whether it's information about someone's day or Mm -hmm. facts and figures or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean what you're saying about like actually doing it that's process of learning so like it makes sense that when we're just hearing it not doing anything with it we're never going to keep that information Mm. but once we do like spend some time with it or somehow like use that then you can concretize it better and spend more time with it and Mm. find more purpose with that too or maybe that's the purpose aspect of it anyways is like i'm already getting to do something with it like there's a utility to this like this is cool awesome information like I feel like that's what really motivates the um, that level of curiosity, mm. you know, because in the school system, a lot of times we're sort of being force fed information that we don't, on a body level, on an individual level, understand why this matters, you know, but if you immediately know like, oh, I'm learning how to um, do this skill to do this thing that I need to do, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm learning how to change a, par- a part in a car or something, like, it has an immediate that YouTube video re- yeah. reason for <laughs> yeah. why I need to learn this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a motivating factor. Mm-hmm. If we can see, like, why, what we would benefit from learning about the self or learning mm-hmm. about presence practices and stuff like that, if we could see, like, mm-hmm. oh, that can actually change my life in a positive way, then don't you feel like there's more motivation and incentive to like, oh, that's a skill that I actually would benefit from yeah. learning yeah. rather than it just being, oh yeah, I have some useless knowledge that, you know, mm-hmm. you want to play trivia? Yeah, like, right, right. <laughs> I got some facts. Once a week, I'll be smarter than you. <laughs> it might pay for half of my bar tab one yeah. day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm anyway. a, you, you t- You're preaching the choir there because that's, my yeah, big <laughs> argument when it comes to school is like that's the only thing I can find that really matters 
is getting people to connect with that because if we don't ask ourselves like what is a tutorial and such and such in the first place then we're not even going to seek out the information that we want for ourselves so i think it's a huge step to teaching our curiosity and teaching our place in the world is to how to discover that and how to be kind to ourselves in the whole thing and how to use support um it's a whole journey to um to kind of work together with and uh and um i think part of it is uh discovering environments where we're really conducive to learning like i was getting at like if there's an immediate need that mm -hmm. needs to be fulfilled then we'll learn the skill but also like you know you and i i feel like have been like schooling each other in a fun and mm -hmm. beneficial way the last mm -hmm. 24 hours you know mm -hmm. not uh, what do you mean schooling was like there? just teaching each other oh yeah you know schooling. what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. like not like a yeah not like schooling you <laughs> <laughs> like critiques but it has been yeah. there have have been like some level mm -hmm. of critiques where we're like speaking mm -hmm. about our perceptions of each other and stuff and like yeah man, i just want to thank you for that like that was honestly such an mm -hmm. honor and blessing to be able to have the conversations we had last night or this morning yeah <laughs> right now <laughs> in the wee hours of the a.m you know uh -huh. like just that informal therapy yeah, really, talking you know? about stuff. It's like when I have that late nights, like uh, when I was a kid and you have a sleepover with someone and you're just talking like all yeah. night long and like getting it all out. Like that's healthy. All I think that's it. my drive towards community is to create opportunities as such and um, to give each other support through hard times too. You know, those are two separate but really good reasons for yeah, getting the community down. together. Um, Absolutely. It doesn't mean we have to talk like that every night. It just means that yeah. you're there. Yeah, yeah. You're literally around because the way we live, no one's around. You know, in Cincinnati, I can't get around to whatever person would naturally come into my life and kind of support me in that way. But instead, we it's made it just so much harder, and we just have to. I feel for myself. I feel like that's a whole barricade to really achieving that and really supporting the friends like the way i want to you know yeah distance mm -hmm. whether it's physical distance or emotional distance or whatever mm -hmm. you know just the the walls and and space that we put between us and the people that we love and want to see shining yeah you know yeah yeah and if i know that i've gone through countless days like wasted you know doing nothing and and feeling bad about it and like struggling i know like a lot of my friends have too you know yeah true that um i'm just kind of assuming you know i'm guessing that I'm, it's not just me kind of thing because <laughs> that would be kind of arrogant of myself to really think that no one else was that like i'm that. so special that i'm the only one that's you know i have it harder than anybody else it doesn't mean it's not hard yeah You're, it's not to diminish it no but it's it is just seems so it's going to be standard then it's an understood experience between people and every time i talk about it or i hear someone talk about it it's like it's like thank you like i know man it's like that's when it really hits that i'm like oh i'm not alone at all in any of this mm -hmm. i haven't met a person that hasn't been like affected since the pandemic for one to be like yeah right that was the worst thing ever you know <laughs> i mean it was definitely a leveler like it leveled out mm -hmm. a lot of otherwise uh discrepancies and like mm -hmm. status or class or like yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. different levels of issues mm -hmm. That was something that everyone dealt with. Yeah. Again, sure, mm -hmm. on a spectrum of degree, you know, mm -hmm. certain yeah. people were affected more viscerally. Oh you yeah. Know, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. But it did affect everyone at yeah. least on some level. So in that mm -hmm. in that sense, you're right. We have this shared 
collective trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's actually a gift because it is a catalyst yeah, let's start to bring there. us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's wild times, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, I feel encouraged. I feel mm-hmm. like more than ever, I'm seeing more and more signs that people are, getting deeper in their understanding of themselves and of the world. Um, I also see like the frustration and the growing pains in coming to those discoveries because there's usually an aspect of like wanting to impose our idea of what's right onto the Mm -hmm. world, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, Mm. and I think that that can be done in a harmonious and fruitful way. Mm but sometimes it seems like there's a frustration in that. And I think when we're Mm -hmm. trying to make change from a place of frustration, that that can have Mm -hmm. dissonant rippling effects. Yeah. You know, you know, that helps me to think of theirs. I'm thinking of the fourth agreement where I'm like, we're always trying our best though. I do. I do see that concern for kind of like, which way are we taking it? Is Mm -hmm. it really going a good way? But then, you know, it must be that we're, trying to take it the best way we can in that moment whether it looks pretty bad in that moment like just giving it effort in some way every time we do something we're just giving it effort we're trying Um, exactly and even you know the experiences of dissonance sometimes that's mm -hmm. the greatest teacher too Mm -hmm. to go through it yeah go through the shadow and come out the other side and be like okay yeah i didn't act my best Mm -hmm. looking back but I actually did in the moment. That was the that was the capacity of the energy that I had yeah. in that moment. Those are the choices I made. Mm. They may have created, you know, dissonance rather than harmony mm-hmm. or resonance, you know. But that's a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a part of it. Yeah. You know, if if we're only ever in harmony, then we don't know that we're in, <laughs> necessarily know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's through the contrast. Mm-hmm. That old Some cliche. might argue that like that would be the only kind of catalyst for it. Yeah, I feel like you could two all, sides of the same coin. Yeah, two sides of the same coin. So it's going to teach you that that initial lesson of harmony. However, I'm I'm hesitant to say that would be like generalizing it. You know, there could be harmonious moments that teach you harmony too. It's not all shadow. Yeah, as soon as I said it, I was kind of like hesitating to finish that because it doesn't feel like uh-huh. a concrete. Yeah, yeah. I can see 100%. disagreement there. Some people might kind of visualize it like this or that. Just both and. You know, yeah. it's not either or. It's going to come out some product in some way, some newer version or new learning or understanding or um, more concretized, you know, neural pathway. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether we kind of define that as shadow and such, I think it's just like depending on like, like you know, our emotional harmony and like the things we're going through, like we're going to experience in a different palette. You know, whether it's more pleasing to us or not pleasing. Still kind of the same teacher, same lesson. Um, yeah, and I like bringing into that conversation about the emotional because sometimes we have different conversations. One that's more uh, thought thinking and one mm-hmm. that's more feeling and kind of yep. sitting into that. Yeah, the mental versus the mm-hmm. visceral. That's something in our conversation last night. I was like, oh, I was just so... Uh, uh, dumbfounded by the concept of how different uh, like feeling something and thinking is it felt like completely different things you know yeah would you kind of agree I've with spent, that uh, well, something I spent a lot more time thinking about I guess so it wasn't mm-hmm. a novel realization for me but it's it's a it's a big it's a big one because like I was yeah. telling you last night you know I 
I have been so thoughtful and so mental in my life that I feel like I've gotten to, in some sense, like a boundary. Like I've gotten to mm-hmm. kind of the edge of as far as I can go with yeah. knowledge mm-hmm. is that I, I know I know that mm-hmm. I need to be doing these physical things. Gotcha. But a lot of times I'm caught in the mental loop of mm-hmm. thinking about feeling my feelings, mm-hmm. thinking about what I need to be doing, yes. not actually doing it, yeah, yeah. not actually getting, slowing, slowing down. Because we also mm-hmm. talked about how like, the mind is almost the, mm-hmm. the furthest from source. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about the Enneagram and like the, the three triads of like the thinkers, the feelers, and the instinctual. Mm-hmm. The gut. The, yeah, the uh-huh. gut, the heart, the mind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the gut is maybe like, whatever, I'm getting heady about it. I'm, here I am getting heady about it again. <laughs> hey, we're talking, <laughs> like, man. Which one is the closest to source? They're all, they're all source. Uh-huh. But I feel like, you know, mental <laughs> energy is mm-hmm. so... Mm. ethereal like it's not it's like the least real thing Mm. you know and in the moment like the moment to me is like god that's the end all be all is the moment gotcha i feel like the moment takes Mm -hmm. all different forms like we were talking about yesterday like the molecules you know Mm. like almost like turning the the cosmic channel of what experience are you tuned into like that's Mm. the molecules and matter formulating to a certain dream or reality right now this is what the molecules are doing in in our field Uh you know that we're sharing right now we're sharing this moment you know yeah yeah to me that's the end all be all it's just the moment holds everything it creates everything interesting so even though we like you and i we like to talk and we like to think and we like like (laughs) (laughs) does anyone think this is clever (laughs) have you ever thought about (laughs) ever think about thinking like <laughs> so we've done a lot of that, but I don't. I don't. I would. I would see that the value of being grounded or observing the nature and the molecules and the reality around us. But I. Would, I still argue for some benefit in like talking about things and. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, we experienced that last night for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because not to cut you off. Don't forget your train of thought, but mm-hmm. it just reminded me of how we were talking about like you know sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're not about the dance. You're not about the singing the song. Sometimes you just literally need to talk something out. Oh, right. You know, yeah. like, it's just that self-honesty. Like, what do we actually need? Mm-hmm. And it's like, once we exhaust the mental stuff, then mm-hmm. it's like, like I was saying, like, I've gotten to the point of thinking where it's like, I realize, I, I know that I need to mm-hmm. be more physical. Mm-hmm. Some balance is what you're looking for. Yeah. Some balance. And centering, you know, for yeah. all, always up here. It's yeah. like we're ignoring like the center, yeah. the center of the body, the I center of the for, being. For starters, you just t- tap into a little bit, just a little bit, yeah. not get overloaded, you know, and just kind of learn. And to be fair, like I feel like I am one of the more grounded. Oh, good, yeah. Head cases out oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some real space cadets. Yeah, you know? I don't. I don't feel like I'm on that level. No, no. You know, where I'm like lost in the sauce of the mental. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I'm fairly grounded. Mm-hmm. Like I have. I've heard my mindfulness practices and stuff like that. Are you describing like like the really creative people that like have a very like very different kind of like imagination of reality or yeah, or just people that are just like chronically ungrounded and just like mm. uh, which, kinda... which some people probably perceive me that way, you know. Mm. But it's like, well, I'm I'm on the inside. Like I mm. I know that I also have my moments of center, um, and that that's something that I know how to access. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like I know about practicing presence through the breath and through body awareness and mindfulness Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I've just come across some people that just, I feel like they live in their head, like an, on an even more intense Mm -hmm. degree than I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Which I think it leads to a lot of suffering. 
to be if it's so unhealthy balance yeah. if you're an unhealthy balance then it's definitely gonna affect you and it'll show and um i don't, I don't know i don't know what that comment's for it doesn't matter if it shows or not i just think uh yeah that can yeah. it's about finding that balance you know sometimes feeling those emotions and i like thinking about the gut one too huh? yeah because that's the intuition that's different than what you're going to process instinct. Some, instinct i would say it's instinct mm-hmm. maybe maybe someone would correlate mm-hmm. the two but to me they're slightly different yeah i like it because that's something i it doesn't come up in my thoughts as much but thinking about my intuition or instinct like how to tap into that i hear people doing that and i'm like okay why does that feel so different to me it's almost imagine if i were so heady that i wouldn't be able to access my emotions like what is that to really like reach into there and kind of Mm -hmm. pull from there i think uh yeah i think Mm -hmm. it's a physical thing Mm -hmm. like i think that i probably don't have the clearest Mm -hmm. like gut biome you know what i mean Mm. like I think I'm a little distracted. I probably like have bad bacteria built up there. You mean to there say that like, there's it's due to the chemistry in yeah, your stomach? Yeah, like your that's stomach has your... almost as many neurons as your mm-hmm. brain, or something like that. It's like okay, it's it's a remarkable amount. We that's why it's called neurons? the second brain. Uh-huh. We got neurons in our stomach. This is news to me. Fact check me, but you know. Yeah, cool. look into it. There's definitely like a lot yeah. of intelligence in the stomach. Mm. And if we're just abusing the stomach the way I have for most of my life, you know, mm. I mean, I don't like eat a bunch of junk food, but I mm-hmm. overeat, you know, stuff like that. Gotcha. I used to be on the junk food. Like, at least I've dropped most of that, you know yeah. what I mean? But, you know, just taking too much sugar, too much caffeine, too much this, that, and the other thing, acidity, all that's going to feed mm. parasitic bacteria. You know, it's kind of elementary to call it good and bad bacteria, you know, but there's bacteria that's symbiotic with the human body and there's bacteria that feeds off of it in a a parasitic way. You know what I mean? Wait, is it symbiotic or parasitic though? Because parasitic seem that, I think by definition, it's kind of like pulling away from like, it's kind of dependent on like, it kind of hurts the thing. Exactly. Yeah, that would be the parasitic. Okay. Because the symbiotic means they're like. Symbiotic would be the good bacteria. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, you know, we need, yeah, yeah, like, that's why antibiotics are a little bit dangerous because they kill all of the bacteria mm. and we need some of that, Balance like the gut, out. the gut flora, the you bullies, know? the yeah. bully bacteria yeah. kicking the, pe- yeah. they're the landlords of the place. Something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ever think about that? Like, did you ever see Osmosis Jones? Oh, it's been a years and yeah. years. Yeah. I don't even think I saw the thing, but it's just the idea that I saw clips and stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes I'm just like astonished by, that my body has all of these things happening in it that I'm not consciously even like aware of. And I definitely don't have to tell it to, Mm. I don't have to tell my heart to beat. I don't have to tell my cells to Mm. Mm. do stuff with mitochondria and (laughs) (laughs) cell walls and proteins. You're thinking midichlorian, man. I don't know what I'm thinking, dude. (laughs) Right, that's something something you can think or feel like that. But you know, isn't that things. crazy? You ever think about that? Like, your body is a whole organism, and like, I'm up here. You can feel it though. There's some tools that uh, hmm. should be considered, like massage or exercise. Kind of like when you get to that point where you learn something about the different part and is able to do that. It's like, oh, I did feel that. You know, you kind of it might be hard in a lot of different spots, but massage is good at that. You know, 
yeah um, that's yeah, another that's way to ground yourself that, sure. and, and it physically helps you like relax itself so it's like oh, yeah that's all it is totally because if we're not mindful of that what our body's doing it's it might be contracting you know from discomfort and some of that shadow and and that's going to carry there and it's going to be harder for yourself and been, and as i'm starting to kind of preach out a little bit it's it's easier to let go than it is to hold on you know mm. it takes more energy to hold on than it is to let it go and i'm like okay i want to try that more you know so with that known what mm-hmm. is it that keeps us like i may recognize that that's true mm-hmm. okay it takes more energy to hold on yeah but why so many times do we continue to hold on mm. it's I, like on a subconscious level where we don't feel safe to mm-hmm. let go yeah i'm learning this and trying to discover more answers you know if i had to kind of venture out and make a take on it yeah i would say that like fear and yeah and kind of shock or kind of thing or some of these emotions too like when you kind of get kind of like wound up or stress or anxiety the habit yeah becomes a chemical habit oh i see because we're kind of concretizing certain pathways and such and that's kind of holding us on to that but the more Mm -hmm. we kind of like loosen up those extra pathways that are telling me to feel bad about myself for something something xyz to have the same cocktail of hormones as we did last night yesterday you know Mm. that's the thing so joe dispenza has a book called the habit of being you i think something cool close to that mm-hmm. and he's talking about just that that we are like on a chemical level addicted to the cocktail of cortisol or whatever it is mm-hmm. or um oxytocin or whatever you know to keep survival whatever, yeah yeah what exactly what i was talking mm-hmm. about before yeah it's just like we're trying to keep ourselves like oh i guess you like being stressed you've been stressed the last like <laughs> 70 days you took that one vacation <laughs> seems like you like that so we're gonna create more Keep doing of that. that more scenarios where you're gonna get that that's funny when you it's a habit make it sound like that voice where like oh it sounds like you like to be stressed you know what's wrong with me that's the you? algorithm you know, that's like- the subconsciousness man that's the matrix like how you want to look at it like that's the programmer it doesn't care like that's why i don't super vibe with personifying god especially gendering god and it being a he hard to give an identity the, you know like it's a sky daddy type of thing just doesn't really vibe with me <laughs> zeus right yeah or it's like if, if you appeal to uh-huh you know cosmic daddy he'll give you what you want you know that just i don't think that's how it is i don't think it's personal i think it's an algorithm like we were talking about oh, last night cool. it's a pattern okay and there's yeah. and the pattern will give us what we yeah. put our attention into not necessarily yeah. what we want but what we shine our attention yeah. and focus onto. Mm-hmm. you know if i keep focusing about negative things about my life i'm charging that you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think our what was brain, the example we were using oh yeah it's basically the same thing right yeah yeah our brain how we visualize things we have this power of imagination as you're describing and then this is like the chemical representation yeah. of something similar that process well what if you could code out the imagination that'd be so crazy that's a trippy thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know where to start yeah, coding now anything. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, when we talk about like the Fibonacci sequence mm-hmm. and the, the phi ratio and pi as a number and entity or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these glimpses of coding the infinite, mm-hmm. you know, I think yeah. that's sort of a similar thing. Yeah. Like 
I think there are mathematicians throughout the centuries that have been on the the look, the search for mm. the the master code, the the mm -hmm. one unifying mm. math equation. That's a lot of power, man. And I think it's funny <laughs> and part of the cosmic joke that we have not found that. Mm. That'd be like creating life at that point. Yeah. We're asking ourselves That's the singularity. Yeah. yeah, if we create a, a, a code for a human being or if we make a video game, is it alive? Well, if that's what you're creating, you know, you're kind of like <laughs> writing out the whole experience, you know. Yeah. And then you plug it into a GameCube and then it just like creates another universe in there. <laughs> so I think this was after we finished the podcast mm. yesterday, but then we took it to the level mm. of like, okay, so if so okay I, w I was saying that like it's it's not that like a character in a video game has its own independent consciousness mm -hmm. it's that we as the players of games fill the character with our consciousness oh yeah so it's almost like we are the ghost mm -hmm. that is playing this ego character that has its literal coded mm -hmm. parameters the the you know what i mean yes. the character can't do something that it hasn't yes. been programmed that it can do mm -hmm. um but it's like we we're we're its soul when we're playing the game yeah that's you know? an interesting view of our consciousness as we're playing because i relate to understanding that if i'm playing a video game i'm i'm trying to be as much as i can that one figure something that's controlling the direction of the game yeah and many times it is like of another another person or another being yeah and our avatar that's interesting that's what we experience as we're playing video games a little bit and how is it not like that because we get into the game like i'm playing rocket league i am the car <laughs> i have to think like the car i have to drive like a car you are driving the car exactly if you just uh -huh. set the controller yeah then touch to it hit the boost button and just <laughs> eject something out my asshole and launch myself through the air. <laughs> yeah, and it's just fun to think about, like, zooming that out one more layer, one more dimension. Mm. Okay, so is there, like, a soul playing mm -hmm. the experience of our lives? Yeah. You know, because just like when you turn off a game mm. console and the game goes back to all mm. zeros, right? Yes. It still exists. You can turn it back on. Mm. It can, you know what I mean? It exists in that frequency when you tune into it. Yes. But just like mm -hmm. how we're, ex that we're experiencing this as we're experiencing it. Mm -hmm. But at some point, we went to sleep last night. We're going to go to sleep tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, we turn off this mm -hmm. version of existence, you know, for a while. Mm -hmm. And then the soul goes and has dreams, the astral body, you it's know. out there, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that? Do you feel that viscerally, or does that, does that feel heady? Does it sound heady? I like uh, thinking about it. Yeah. And I don't know if, for me, I, I would describe my experience as kind of being like that. Because I think that could be true, and i got nothing to suggest otherwise. But um, I kind of take the approach sometimes when I'm asking myself questions about my experience and my reality. is like, like I was challenging yesterday on the podcast, I'm like... I would want someone to prove it to me or I need to kind of prove it to myself before I say, Oh, that's reality. Totally. You know? Yeah. And I, but I'd like these, the, these are the fringes of our ex experience. These are the largest questions that we, the hold. I'm okay with the idea of not answering them. Oh yeah. And then and keep trying 100%. because until I really find an answer, then I'm like, I don't see anything else really bettering that answer. Like, 
that seems to be my reality. And I think that's true science is assuming Uh that we won't be able to know. Yeah. You know, assuming like I won't be able to find an answer for this necessarily, the one true answer. But then just like I was talking about with math equations, like we get little glimpses of many answers. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, and they build together and it's like, but like you're talking about the fringe experience, like the deepest, whatever is like Mm -hmm. dreams. Like that's no one can tell me. Mm-hmm. that I had or did not have a dream that's between me and me. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this just feels like it's an actual explanation of like part of that process, not the ins and outs, not the details, totally. but it's just, I mean, it's a metaphor. Yeah. It's totally. a, it's a way of sort of understanding that, mm-hmm. you know, that like there is, you know, when you, when you described soul last night as, as body, and spirit that makes total sense to me because the body to me is not just the physical body the physical body is only one layer Mm. of the body there's Mm -hmm. also the emotional body the astral body the higher up dimensional bodies that i can't even speak on because i'm not accessing them right now yeah see that painting yes that's one of the bodies oh okay that's one of the etheric energetic bodies uh Mm. it's a alex gray painting called the universal mind lattice Huh, cool. Just looks like the tor- toroidal field, right? Mm. Like a mathematical, like an aura. It seems like a, a graph, like that to me. That too, yeah, mm. yeah. It's got that like exponential mm-hmm. curvature, like singularity That's type cool. of type of vibe. Oh, should be mindful of the time. Yeah, what time are we looking at? It is four thirty-five right now. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's wrap. Um, Cool, that was oh, just a nice, nice little yeah. quick one. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to leave it off on? <laughs> we <laughs> got to go then. make some music. Yeah, let me think some because um, yeah. all I, I think I would be doing is kind of recapping what has been said. But people can rewind if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so let's leave it on a question of like, mm, from anything we just talked about in the last half hour, like, is mm. there any of that that we can bridge into action? Like, is there any way to to ground that into a practical takeaway Mm -hmm. help me out what what, what are some things I I think the only thing that's coming to mind is just encouraging like well on the heady conversation like just have fun Mm -hmm. like have fun dreaming Mm -hmm. have fun being you like Mm -hmm. I think the only thing I really get from that is that it's not that serious Mm -hmm. that this life isn't as precious Mm -hmm. as we've made it out to be so important it is also infinitely precious because it is the current vessel of experiencing the moment mm-hmm. and there's nothing more precious than the moment yeah. but, there's, but, but precious also just kind of implies like a fragile like it could be broken mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh it's precious in that it's it's uniquely special and um and beautiful and graceful and the, the mystery of being here is just I don't even have words to describe, you know? Yeah, absolutely. How, how good it is. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so on that level, it's just like, have fun. Yeah. The other thing that, like, actually came to my mind was um, to just, like, practice vulnerability with people you love mm. and just engage in that, like, informal therapy that I feel like we were in last night mm. and I guess just continue to be in. Talking you know? about stuff. Yeah, yeah, just talk about your stuff. Like, getting real. Get real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes that's how we find out how we feel, mm-hmm. is by talking about it. Yeah, it helps, because I think if a pro- talking about finding balance in different... If I'm more heady, or if I'm more heart, or if I'm more gut, or such and such, you know, different ways to connect and 
heal each other like that. Um, conversation's good because, like, you know, like we can share, we can communicate. Mm-hmm. We're humans to kind of explain exactly. language and like mm-hmm. oh, so much learning. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't be able to communicate to each other. Hey, man, on that deep level, feel yeah. more here, you know, kind of thing. Right. I mean, we communicate physically through hugs and things like that, mm-hmm. and like you know, physical touch. Like there's communication that happens yeah. through that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, this is the way that we we bridge our ideas and mm-hmm. we can unify a vision into an action hey let's build this house but if we don't talk about it you know it's gonna yeah. be your idea versus oh my, my idea if we, if we can't communicate <laughs> the, how are we gonna mm-hmm, collaborate on this together yes what are our actions gonna be let's talk yeah. about it let's and then put it into yeah the dance the yeah. dance i like that okay cool so yeah, love you brother yeah love you too man it's nice talking